developer support, and paywall jumping. This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices After Dark. Uncensored, off-topic, and always off the wall. Mac Voices After Dark is available as a benefit to our Patreon subscribers. Sign up at patreon.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This time, the Mac Voices live panel takes on what I saw as contradictory attitudes about developer support and jumping paywalls. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. So I'm going to stick my head in the lion's mouth because I I, told, <laughs> I picked a good night to come back. I, I told the team that I was going to bring up something that I wanted their gut level reactions to. And I not, did not tell them what. Um, so here we go. And I'm, 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 if somebody listens to only part of this, then I'm going to be in trouble. And there's going to be a lot of hate mail. <laughs> and there is no, I do not want that because that's not why I'm bringing this up. This past week or so, yeah, just just let me finish, okay, before everybody jumps down (laughs) my throat. Okay, (laughs) this week we saw um, a number of social media, no, a number, a lot of social media posts and a number of news stories about the publishers of some of the Twitter clients um, putting in options to their software to cancel uh, any refunds that you were due if you had subscribed to and, and you were paying them that way in order to help them, you know, make it through till the other, till the other side, since Twitter shut down its APIs and would not allow third party clients. And okay. That's, I mean, that's certainly something they can ask for. And there were a number of people, you know, saying I've done this and you should do it too. And that's great. Everybody's going to have an opinion on that. But then over the weekend, I saw, and, and I'm not, I am not putting specifically, not putting a link in the show notes to this. Um, so if you want to go and find it, you can, but I'm not putting it there. That there apparently is a way to jump over paywalls using Apple News in a, by doing some, a couple of very specific things to read articles behind a paywall that you're not paying for. And I saw this post retweeted, boosted, whatever the social, whatever, a given social media's term is um, by by a number of people, some reputable people, and some people I happen to know that create content that are behind paywalls. And I felt like this is more than just a little bit disingenuous. This is just flat out contradictory. Um, that you know, one place you're saying, "Yes, I'm I'm donating, and I'm I'm trying to keep these these people over here who really got shafted by Twitter um, help them out." But the people that are trying to make a living writing behind the paywalls are, I, I, I don't mind, I hesitate to, see, to say cheat them, but I don't mind, you know, jumping that over that hurdle and at least theoretically taking some money out of somebody's pocket. And then we have the issue of ad blockers to throw into the discussion. Now, am I off base? Am I... Is this not disingenuous, or am I just missing something completely? Mark, <laughs> Mark's waving yeah. his hand. Well, first, I would say that um, the the contradictory behavior doesn't surprise me. Uh, you know, people 
may do things that may seem, you know, uh, making them to be hypocritical. But I think, you know, they just believe two different contradictory views at the same time or successively. So they don't rationalize and come to, oh, by encouraging people to do this, you know, how would I like it if I were in that you know, other person's position? Or maybe it's just societally, people just have a lack of uh, empathy you know, to really understand that, yes, they're taking money out of somebody else's uh, you know, income stream by urging people or teaching people how to uh, steal the content for free. So, um, you know, I think that's just uh, that's just the world we live in. You know, I think uh, um, if if people would think about it a little bit more, I don't think they would be willing or so carte blanche willing to steal. But, uh, you know, that's uh, that's where it is. I have a dog behind me. <laughs> I mute myself. <laughs> David, you know, you're you're a podcast publisher. You publish your own show. Mm-hmm. I mean, does this strike you as contradictory? And, and you do not produce anything behind a paywall, nor do I, really. So, no. Um, yeah, I guess it kind of is a little contradictory, but, you know, we're, we're also, you know, a lot of uh, podcasters out there have been saying, hey, we got to support uh, Tweetbot. Uh, you know, they really got, they got, really got the shaft because of, uh, because of Twitter and cutting them off with the API. And um, we really should, don't, don't cancel your subscription because you want to make sure that uh, they still are making some money uh, while they're trying to sort things out. Um, but on the other hand, there is a bit of a contradiction because, yeah, they're not offering a service anymore unless, you know, of course, if you're, there, the option is to transfer it over to their to, to Ivory for for Mastodon, um, but um, you know what you you you've got a question. Okay, yeah, I want to support this this developer because they're obviously going to be striving for some more some better things. But also, do you really want to do that? Or maybe you hold hold off for a while and then maybe redonate later. But the their worry obviously was is it could bankrupt them, and and uh, and I rightfully understand that that uh, that's the case. But uh, yeah, it is a bit contradictory. I I really I do think. Well, and, and I want to, and I, I, Kelly, I'll let you in, in a second. I want to be real clear here that this is not a comment against any of those no. developers who put that option. Not at all. Not, I mean, not I even a little. Support them. I yeah, mean, I'm supporting I mean, them now with Mass with Ivory. So. Right. Done. So, you know, so, and, and that, first of all, even if I did object to it, it's their decision to put, to put in. I don't have yeah. to click that button, but I, you know, absolutely. I completely get it. And, you know, and I support that idea, but just uh, the rest of it just shakes me. Kelly, you're I mean, that, oh, okay. Go ahead, go ahead, one, more, one more, one more point. I'm sorry, Kelly. Um, the, the other thing too is you have to make sure to know that Apple does require subscriptions to be renewed and canceled at any time, and that's where the, where the issue was. Is that then you know Apple's already making them notify? Okay, you, you have the option. Do you want to cancel the subscription or not? So, mm-hmm. I think actually that's not the case. I, I put a link in to Michael Sy's blog about this from a few mm-hmm. days ago. And he raised some interesting questions that I haven't seen addressed anywhere else. And I haven't seen anybody answer um, what his questions are, including on the comments on that blog. Um, Because it sounds like this is something that Apple must have initiated. I was under Um, the impression that it was an automatic thing. Like now that the app is no longer available if you had a subscription as of this point in time, 
then it's going to get refunded to you automatically because that's SOP for an app with a subscription option that's no longer available in the store. That was what I had understood from that, which could be wrong. Well, but there, I thought that's there what must, I there must be more too. There must be more to it than that because those apps are at least now available in the store. Because what people are saying is if you've deleted it, go download it again. And they've been updated with this option to mm-hmm. not cancel. And and everything, you know, what I've seen is, is that everybody is going to get a refund mm-hmm. unless, unless you they do download and take a, 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 a proactive Correct. thing. So if somebody doesn't hear about this, they're, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to get a refund that they may not have even known that they right. were going to get. And that's the thing um, I think about it is that like the app is no longer available. I think Apple gave them this option because somebody could have just subscribed. And so at some point, you know, those subscriptions are going to time out. And so I think they're just leaving the app, even though it doesn't work. Like you can't buy, you can't go buy a new subscription in Twitterific or in a uh, tweet You can't go set up a new one if that's a thing that you want to do. So I think it's just so that people have a way to manage that subscription if they want to. And mm-hmm. a lot of people did not did not care, did not want that refund. And I think part of the reason that that this got the attention that it got is because at least initially when Twitter put the skids to all of these third-party apps, at le- like both tweet uh let me try that again, tapbots and Icon Factory came out and said, like, if we if if this is really what's going to happen, because remember at the beginning, it was like two weeks before they actually found out this was official. If this is really what's happening, this could be an extinction level event for us as a company, was what they was what bo- was what I remember seeing more than once. So I think giving people the option now, all of the people who are going around all self-righteous about it and think that this gives them the option to judge other people, whether they do or do not, like this is between you and your touch ID, right? Like this is not a thing that anybody else needs to know anything about. So everybody sticking the little badge on their chest so that, you know, they've got the, so that they're, mm, uh, saved you from an edit, Chuck, so that they are not, so that they are the star-bellied snitches. That's a completely <laughs> different bunch of nonsense that I don't need to, to you know, that's another podcast is what I'm saying. But the, I think, I think both can be true, Chuck. And the reason I think that is because I think, and I, I don't, I don't remember seeing the Apple News thing, but I'm guessing it was like, so that you can read the New York Times for free, or you can read the Washington Post for free. And if every single person who read that post went and did that, those are probably not people who were subscribers and just, you know, like, or could be subscribers. Like, these are people who are never going to pay for the Washington Post in the first place. So if they're doing, if they're going to extraordinary lengths in order to do this and read these things for free, like, the Washington Post isn't going to end up extinct as a result of that. And yet, Icon Factory or Tapbots might have ended up in a very, very, very precarious position if this were to happen. Now, I did see people who had backlash about it, about the, you know, if you want to go cancel, you know, make sure that they get to keep your whole subscription. And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's not much. So, you know, the people who are worked up about it, you know, you're going to get $6 mm-hmm. back or something. Like we've, we've, we've gone up and down subscriptions here. I know that, you know. We've talked about them regularly. And 
you know, in the in the grand scheme of things, it's not a big deal for most people. It's going to be, you know, not even the amount that you paid for lunch yesterday or whatever. And so, because it makes a a much larger difference to Icon Factory to keep my money, I'm good with that. I don't. It, it's fine with me. Um, I mean, I remember going back and discovering I had an old version of Tweetbot on my phone that would let me use the tip jar because it was the pre-subscription version. So I would go, you know, so I went and like gave them $10 or whatever it was it said on the tip jar because it sounded like fun. And it just seemed like a nice thing to do since I couldn't pay for ivory. So, you know, in those cases, like it, it was sort of, you know, solidarity and people understanding because like, these guys have all been upfront about this is what's happening and this is, you know, this is why it's bad or this is why it's good and have come back and said like the fact that all of these people have refused the refund for this subscription, which would otherwise be automatic, you know, means that we have options now that we may not have had otherwise. And that part I think is nice. You know, there's the Washington post is not, a scrappy upstart news organization. And if I read an article from them for free once in a while, I don't really think it's in the grand scheme of things, it's going to make a lot of difference. So I understand what you're, I understand what you're saying, but I think that's where the both can be true is coming from because it's nuance. And as we all know, the internet is allergic to nuance. Well, I, I really want to hear from you because you made a statement a couple couple shows ago, um, maybe it was the last time I've I've kind of lost track about you know that we we want folks to be successful, we just don't want them to be too successful, and I felt like that sort of played in here a little bit because like Kelly says, you know, the Washington Post, yeah, okay, it's uh, they've got a lot of resources, they've got a lot of assets, they're still paying the bills, you know, they're still paying somebody to write the articles that are behind that paywall. And so that, I mean, I guess, it, I think David was the one that started out and said, you know, that, or Mark was, that this, they can both be true. Um, you know, that, the, that it's okay to do or feel this way about either one of them. Do you see it that way? Um, yeah, a, a couple things. First of all, I, I did the, the, the subscription refund back to to uh, uh twitterific on tap bots because um for the thing that 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 kelly said is that i didn't uh want them to be annihilated or get buried in, in the, this this debt that they're going to have to come up with all of a sudden so that's the first thing i i, I supported the move and, and and did it um you know i i, I can't tell you the, the exact circumstance but i i was reading something i clicked the link it took me to the washington post and Washington Post let me read about three paragraphs. Then they put up their, you want to read anymore? You got to subscribe. I just moved on. Okay. I I, I respect uh, the Washington Post uh, uh, that they do have a paywall and they do have bills that they got to pay and they have writers they have to pay. And uh, we can get into a big argument about what happened to journalism these days. But that's another topic for another time. Um, but uh, um you know the paywalls. I, I don't try to. I don't try to circumvent around them. I just. I either accept it or I move on, and that's just it. Uh, you're right. The, the the comment that I made was uh, uh, when we take somebody who we've put on uh, some sort of a uh, a throne because they've gotten successful. Uh, we we really encourage them to 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 
on their way up. Then once they get there, then we hate them for being successful. And I think that's just the some of the hypocrisy that goes on in this world that just drives me nuts. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes me feel a little bit better, you know, that, that you would see it that way because I guess maybe just hypocrisy is the norm. Um, No, go ahead, Jim. Sorry. Well, um, I guess I don't quite understand how you're connecting these two things. I mean, basically this is sort of been like a GoFundMe campaign for these two companies and people are essentially suggesting that people should donate to them. Um, I mean, that's what this is, right? Um, so what does that have to do with uh, going beyond paywalls? Um, it's, it's, uh, it seems like separate, um, separate issues. Um, so I have a perspective on that. And yeah. I, and and Chuck, I may be putting words in your mouth, but th- this is the vibe that I got from you. Um, so, oh crap! Hold on. Oh, stupid! Being sick. Um, um, take some more antibiotics. Buffering. Right. It's it's about um, giving the companies what they what they are owed and what they deserve. And in the case of uh, of Tapbots and uh, and Icon Factory, it's the money that uh, they should have for creating and maintaining these apps, and for um, news organizations with paywalls, it's about giving them the money that that they are owed for creating the content. That that's the vibe that I got. Maybe I need to maybe I need to explain myself a little bit. Um, because because uh, Jim asks a very fair question, I think that it was almost. Boy, this is really dangerous. I told you, I'm putting it in my head in the lion's mouth. It's it's almost the self righteousness with which both sides, both no, both both events, both situations um, presented themselves. That and those and this is. Purely idiosyncratic because you know just the posts I was seeing on Mastodon and Twitter, um, you know, were were very much pro pro developer, which you know I agree with because it should also be noted that that money that is going to the refunds is not coming out of Apple's pockets; that's coming out of the developers' pockets. You know that it's going back, so you know it, it did have the the uh, potential to, as Kelly said, have an extinction level event for them, but. Just then, the the happiness that hey, I can use Apple News and I can hop paywalls and and read articles, and it's like okay, I almost felt like if you're going to do it, just do it quietly and don't 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 publicize it. You know, if you're going to break the speed limit, go ahead and break the speed limit. But are you going to really get on social media and brag about it? Apparently, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, sure. Some that. people will. Yeah. Chuck, have you? been on the internet have you seen the things that that people record and put online where they're they're committing serious crimes and then they're shocked absolutely shocked when when the police show up at their door and arrest them good point good point this edition of mac voices is supported by our patreon subscribers and mac voices after dark ever wonder what happens before the mac voices live shows 
or what happens when the show ends or after the live feed closes? That's where Mac Voices After Dark comes in. If you are a Patreon supporter at any level, you get access to the video of our off-camera conversations. Uncensored, unedited, and always off the wall. It's a small thank you to our Patreon supporters who want to peek behind the curtain. Become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash macvoices. And thanks to everyone who supports the show. Eric, I interrupted you. I wanted you to, to, to felt like you had something to add to this. Um, yeah, I mean, the, I guess I would like to see more discussion kind of of alternate options. You like the New York Times, if you subscribe to them, they give you the ability to send out a few links a month where it doesn't go through the paywall. Anyone can, can click on the URL and read the article. Mm-hmm. To me, that is kind of a good way around the problem. I want to send somebody an article so that they can read it. I shouldn't expect that they pay for the New York Times to see the content. It's supported because it's offered by the New York Times as an option. You know, I like that. Um, There's software that lets you take a link to YouTube videos and download it to disk. It's at all time. One, it works really well. A lot of people, well, a lot of people use it for if you're going to do a presentation because you can't rely on having um, good a good bandwidth in a conference room. So you download it and you have a copy. Well, the downloaded copy doesn't have any ads; it's just the video. So tracking of how many times you watch it and all that kind of isn't available. Um, There are, however, oftentimes the option to. support the content provider separately um or for conferences where you can you know pay for a conference and then download the content so there's kind of a trade-off it's not a hundred percent you probably shouldn't be distributing the content but there's at least a way to kind of compensate and encourage whoever's producing the content to continue to produce it i would like to see a lot more discussion of how whatever it is the content producer is doing lets them continue to produce the content and why you want to support them as opposed to how do you work around it because you don't want to have to pay for it. Uh, there, I mean, there are lots of reasons why it might come up. I mean, the other reason to download YouTube videos with another app is you know your your home network connection is just too darn slow so you download the stuff on a work connection or a library connection you go home and then you can watch it on your tv or whatever and you don't have to wait for the stuttering of the video to go across you know your really slow dsl connection um again if there's a way to send money to the content producer help them out subscribe separately it would be nice to see that mentioned. If somebody gives a tip saying, oh, hey, here's a way you can bypass something, then turn around and also talk about, well, you can also subscribe to the content producer directly, or maybe you don't want to just download it because you want that content going forward. Brett in the chat room says, and I think this is a really good point, uh, he thinks the Mastodon posts urging users to forego their Twitterific tweetbot refunds are coming from people who know those developers personally. Or yeah. 
Brett, yeah, I, might, I think I, so. I, I might add that you know, or at least they feel they knew, know them because they are very visible in the in the community. Um, the posts about paywall jumping are coming from people who have no idea who the people who the people who put up the paywall are. It's not a personal relationship. Fair point. That's an interesting I, thought. I think that that's totally that, totally yeah, correct. That's very good, David. Yeah, one thing I want to make mention of YouTube too is you're, you're worried about downloading those videos and not you know, paying the advertisers. Well, I'm a I'm a YouTube Premium subscriber, so I'm paying for them not to advertise to me, and that means YouTube is making their money by me paying that every month. So I don't feel so bad that I'm downloading videos when I have to. But isn't that a feature of YouTube Premium? No, you still can't do I it. I thought download. Not really? No, I I use a a, a third party uh, downloader to to get it, but you know I'm I'm in a position that, like that was a perfect example. I worked in 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 the business world. I tell them all the time if you're going to play YouTube videos in a PowerPoint presentation and you're going to go to a hotel and present present, please don't use the link. It's never going to work right, and it, it, it happens every time. And I then they don't listen, and I'm like okay. But you got to you really have to download this. If it's a video if you really need to have as a as a point uh for for the presentation just download it. I think part of the issue that I because Eric you hit on this with um uh talking about supporting creators independently, you know, people who like how uh how does someone continue to lead the lifestyle to which they have become accustomed, right? So, I think part of the problem is that if you are putting videos on YouTube and monetizing on YouTube, that's putting all your eggs in one basket. And if you have, I think that's where things like Patreon and Buy Me a Coffee and those sorts of things become um, uh, more <clears throat> relevant is because if you can divorce the supporting of the content with the platform of the content, which of course Google doesn't ever want you to do, then that's going to be the thing I think that really is going to make it possible for more people to have that ability as opposed to, you know, the, f the few, right? Because they are the people who have either figured out how the algorithm works or found somebody who they, you know, who they can pay enough money to explain to them how the algorithm works so that they're getting their videos out to the people that want them and, and be able to support themselves strictly within that platform. And I think that's the difference here because this is the same sort of thing as like when the record company and the record distributor were different different things, a business relationship with a record company was very very different and then they brought all the manufacturing in house and now you have a one-stop shop and that's supposed to be more convenient but really it's just another way for the record company to put the screws to you. So that's I think I think it's something along those lines. Like it's not fully formed yet because I've still got a bunch of like neural pathways burning through here. But what you said is the part of that 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 hits on it for me because like if YouTube decides that you can't be th that you can't monetize there anymore, then what are your options, right? So I think that's part of what part of what makes that a very interesting proposition is finding finding people who are able to support themselves outside. Like I publish videos on YouTube, but really you should get them from my website or, you know, through the Patreon subscription or um, I know there's another one that I'm not thinking of right now that that does the same sort of thing as Patreon that I'm not remembering. But things like Buy that, me a coffee. Like if there's a 
Uh, yeah. Oh. Well, buy me a coffee, and I know there's one more that I'm I'm missing. Kofi coffee. Yeah, so that's probably it. So I think though, I think if enough people are able to drive subscriptions to something like that, where the point of their videos is not on YouTube, is not letting YouTube monetize them, I think that's a very different proposition. And that's going to be the point where I think things are going to get really interesting for YouTube uh, as a result, because you know that's a thing that they can hold over people. And when it becomes less important that my YouTube monetization is doing what I want my YouTube monetization to do, when I'm relying on the other stuff, I think that's going to be a very different experience for everybody. And the playing field will get a lot more level. Uh, the point about eggs all in one basket, that's totally on point to this uh, Twitterific and uh, Tapbots thing. Because they had all their eggs in two baskets. They had their eggs, their, you know, Twitter. Because, you know, what's this whole thing here? Twitter decided, oh, you're out of business. And also, anybody in the app store, you're, you're in that basket at any point. Apple can decide that you're out of business, and uh, and they do that. And and actually, I think that applies here because you know I'm pretty sure it's Apple that decided that you know these people are all going to get refunds, and you know that uh, also was part of um, <clears throat> this Michael Sai thing. You know, was how did all that happen? For example, this mechanism where they're like, okay, you can request you know, no refund. Uh, well, Apple's giving the refund. So what API, you know, this has never happened before. How, you know, what mechanism was set up so that the app can tell Apple, don't give these people a refund? Uh, they must have, there must be some behind the scenes thing that went on between these developers and Apple because this has never happened before uh, as far as, you know, I can see or Michael Sai can see. Could this just be the um, biggest example of apps that were subscription apps that went away? I mean, um, I feel like well, this can't be the first time this happened, which is why the App Store has this policy, right? Yeah, and, and isn't there, wasn't there something somewhere that you could, I mean, that you had to have good reasons, and I don't know what those good reasons were, but that if you subscribed, that you could request a refund on a subscription? Mm -hmm. Or am I making that up? You can well, this is the, but this is up. this is the opposite. You're requesting through the app not to get uh, a, a subscription, which means somehow the app is calling an API, which is not publicly documented, and Apple's going like, "Oh, okay, uncancel this, and 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 you know, keep it going." Um, so it seems like Apple must have set something up just for this. Um, another question he's asking is, how does the developer pay for the refund? Like, does Apple have access to their bank account? And because that's the whole point is that Apple's already given them the money. And now I guess Apple is going to reverse that. And, you know, and what if they had emptied out their bank account and set up a different bank account so Apple couldn't get to it or, or whatever? I don't know. Maybe, that, maybe then Apple would cancel their developer agreement or something if they didn't give the money back or, or you know but there's a, there's a lot of questions about the mechanics about this that i think are kind of interesting because this has never never come up before 
But Jim, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, now, listen, I'm going right through my hat here, but I would think that there might be at least some money held in escrow that, and and somebody here that ha- has more knowledge about the, the app store, please correct me. But well, Apple doesn't I, hold on to your money for a year. No, but I mean, that's, they, that's what they they're hold- saying. These are annual subscriptions. Right. Okay. But so they, let's say somebody, you know, they, they, they pay $10 for a year. And, you know, after like 45 days, uh, Apple gives 70% of that or 85% of that to the developer. Okay. So, you know, Apple doesn't hold on to it for a year. They give it to the developer. And that's the whole point is the developer already has this money. And now Apple is saying, oh, nope, customers got to get a refund. So that money's got to come back from the developer. It's already gone to the developer. And, and, and that's why they might go bankrupt because, you know, they've got this income that they've already booked. It's already landed in their bank account. Um, and now they've got to give it back. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, it could be, you know, like average out to depending on when people renewed, it could be like six months of income that they suddenly have to work back to Apple. And, you know, who has six months of income sitting around? Well, that's, I guess that's what I meant though, Jim, if, so to take your example, if I pay, if you, if you pay $10 to subscribe to my app, what is it? Then I get $7. But the the point is that how quickly do I get that $10? Do I get it within a week, a month, or do I get it dribbled out over time? Because it, it's a subscription that, that I've paid for over time. I mean, I, I would think from a business perspective. I think for an annual prescription, I think you get it like within like 45 days after the customer pays. So it depends on if the, you know, is the customer paying monthly or annually? If it's annually, I don't think Apple, Apple doesn't drip that out. Like, yeah, you know, I'm pretty Apple sure they just give it, give it to the it, developer it, as the lump sum right. that the uh, consumer paid. Okay. Minus okay. 30%. Or 15%. Or if 15%. It's, yeah. Okay. So there's, there's going to be a little bit of a buffer time period there where, the money is still in Apple's hands. And so that would be available to fund refunds. Right. But let's, you know, let's, let's say all the customers, you know, a bunch of customers re-upped annually in December. So, you know, they paid through next December. Now, so they've already gotten the money because they probably got it in February. And and then now, you know, March, Twitter is like, oops. So now Apple is saying, oh, well, you're, you're, you're no longer providing a service to this customer for the next nine months. So you've got to, re, you know, we're going to refund the remaining nine months. So to the customer. So, you know, give us, you know, nine months worth of that $7 or 850 or whatever it is, you know, we've got to give it back. So you've got to give it back to us. So that could be a large, you know, a large chunk. And then that's sort of what, you know, I, you know, this sort of appeal was sort of like, hey, hey, you know, through because Elon Musk is a dick, uh, these these developers are, you know, going to have to pony up this huge amount of money, um, which is really your money because you're, you know, but why don't you just, you know, you know donate it because you know it's not it's not going to be that much to you but it could be huge to them and 
you know, so that's sort of the pitch. Uh, of that that was on these appeals that went out on Mastodon was, you know, don't make these developers give back the next nine months of their, you know, or whatever, depending. I mean, if you obviously, if you subscribed in August, then, you know, it's not going to be that that much. It's going to vary for, you know, but presumably they have subscriptions all through the year. So the average is probably six months of a refund. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, uh... Again, what some of this is pure speculation because we don't know exactly how exactly it works. Yes, this issue deserves a lot more conversation, and it gets it in the next edition of Mac Voices. The panel is back to continue our conversation about what Apple is doing to help support the developers whose products were basically eliminated when Twitter changed their policies. That's next time on Mac Voices. We'll see you then. As always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.